thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to the 99th edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce and I am here with the best looking rooster on the couch, <laughs> bar none. He is the co-founder of the couch and the wellness guys is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. Uh, hi, OP. Uh, I didn't know if you were going to say that, Inspector, but uh, I'm wrapped that you did. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get a poll. Am I Inspector Gadget? Do you reckon? Do you reckon that Marcus Pierce looks like? Actually, not he doesn't look like. But would Marcus Pierce's cartoon look like Inspector Gadget? Yeah, I reckon I do look a bit like him. I, I googled him. I, I can see me in him. He's got the the funny. He smiles with his mouth open. Yeah. And um, you know, he's got the same eyes. And yeah, it's a mixture between my dad and myself. Actually, got the long face, long slim. Thin handsome. face. Yes. Yep. Yeah, very handsome. Very let's handsome. be honest. Like a like a rooster. He's he's like the Brad Pitt of animation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Mate, ninety nine, ninety nine, not out. It's going to take a single to get across the line, and uh, yeah. you know, Block will just keep on playing defensively. We'll play, just play in the zone, and uh, and we'll be there in a week's time. We will have hit a hundred eps. That's a that's a milestone, mate. It is a milestone, and you know what? We are going to do on this episode what every cricketer would be told not to do when they're on 99. Think about all the runs beforehand. Yeah, we're going to look yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are. But how's it been? Like, it's been exhilarating. It has really been amazing, and, and I really, I 110 million percent I look forward to and I love doing the 100 Out podcast with you and P. I love chatting with you. I love it because you lift me up. I just, I think oh, it's fantastic. Mate, we should make this a one hour uh, podcast if you're going to push my buttons like that every week. That's beautiful. <laughs> no, I, and I think, oh, you know, even just this morning, um, I had a just, it's such a first world problem, but this morning wasn't a very flowy morning in the Pierce household and our routine was a little bit out of kilter and I sat down to do 100 Not Out. I was like, I'm just so glad that this is actually the start of the day. To yeah. do 100 Not Out at the start of the day is just, um, it just sets me up, sets me up so beautifully because I think, you know, we were just doing an interview with Karen Smith and she was saying that she does Karen's Couch on the topics that really interest her and the content that she just loves. And, you know, thankfully enough, everyone else loves it as well. And I think it's the same for you and I and probably everyone else on the couch demo. Like, we do what we love. This is, this really pushes our buttons. We do it because we love it, not because we have to by any stretch. Yeah, that's right. Um, but we love interviewing the people we've interviewed and talking about the topics that we do. And, you know, I'm going back and I'm looking at the first few episodes we did, Damo, and I'm thinking April 2013. You know, that was just a, was a long time ago. And um, you look at some of those, you look at some of those people, I think of, you know, just even in the first, in the first couple of months, we interviewed Tommy Hafey, the late, great Tommy Hafey. Um, John Demartini, um, Wally Bortz, you know, some of the real almost foundational legends of, you know, in this day and age of what it takes to, to live beautifully. And, um, and what I love is they're there forever. Those interviews are there forever. Forever. Part of the, part of the, part of the universe, part of the, uh, the webosphere, part of the interweb. It's all there. And, uh, people get access to it whenever they want and they can get pearls. So I was thinking about the other day, I was, I, people often ask me, you know, what, what are the things that you've learned from 100 Not Out? And I go, you know what? There's one thing 
that was said, and I remember um, being in Perth at Lawrence's house interviewing Dr. John D. Martini, right? Yeah. And uh, so I was at Lawrence's house in Perth interviewing John D. Martini about 100 Not Out. We were on our third episode, you and I, and he said the least amount of variation is the key to longevity. And I love that, and that's kind of stuck with me forever. It's about you know, being on purpose, being inspired, being, you know, exercising, all of those things that you and I've learned through the last two years, he said by summarizing just in that in that one sentence. Yeah, so so that is so cool. I'm so glad you brought that up. Volatility is the arch enemy yes. of longevity. Yes. Volatility. And volatility yeah. then, or variation, whatever we want to call it, that often comes up most in our mind or our meaning that we put on things, isn't it? Because I'm thinking of the things that happen in our life. Like we all have stressful things happen in our life and we can't avoid the stress. Like we talk about, you know, Alice Hurt Sommer, 110, Holocaust survivor. Yes. One great man who we are going to interview, Damo. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Jaku. Yeah. Have you been in touch with him? I have. He's just, oh. he's, we're going to interview him in the coming weeks. That's great. He's 94, Holocaust yeah. survivor. Amazing. Uh, amazing story. Yeah, well, but, I missed out on tickets to his event, actually. I missed out on tickets because... Sold out. Sold out. It sold out in like five minutes. So, um, you know, that's that's a man of wisdom. And can you imagine the wisdom is going to come from that, that man's mouth? And he's doing a presentation at my son's school and it sold out in five minutes. I think you're just going to have to crash it. <laughs> no, no other way. If I knew Eddie Jacket was talking in Melbourne and I didn't have a ticket, I'd find my way to... Yeah, we'll just go. We'll just turn But this is it, Damo. We all have stuff going on in our lives. The only way that we can decrease the volatility is by attaching a different meaning or belief to the, that stuff that's happening, like what Eddie Jaku's done, like what Alice Hurt Sommer's done, like what Karen Smith's done, like what, any, like what, like what we've all done. Like we, With the passing of time particularly, we can bring the volatility down. Yes. You know, like I was... Um, saying to someone the other day, like when stuff happens, it doesn't mean you you're not allowed to get upset and you have to be all zen about it. Yeah, it just, it, there's a time where you go, all right, I've had my moment, I've had my grief, I've had my part of my French pissed offness, mm-hmm. but now I'm ready to actually move on from it. And I think that's what Demartini's wisdom is all about, isn't it? Like feel the feeling, and then recognize that volatility or that I suppose attachment to that event if it lingers forever is only going to cause, you know, even though people will never be able to prove it scientifically, that it's only going to cause a shorter life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we think it's true anyway. <laughs> we think it's true. But what have been some of your highlights? You know, what, what have you found? Like, some of the, let's just review some of the episodes. Because right. well, obviously I'll, John was a massive one. You love Walter Ford. Ford. I know, I know Walter you love Ford, But he still flipped me and still does. And this is, it's a highlight, but it's also a question that I still have. It's, you know, we're always learning about these topics, but... You know, Wally said, look, you know, and he was still of the opinion, I can't really say this a matter of fact, but from his view, a calorie is still a calorie is still a calorie. And I yeah. know that, that we were both going, well, what? A, what? don't know if, you know, that really sits with us. And I, I don't think, you know, with Wally, it really sits with Wally either because he still eats well and he's still all the rest of it does, yeah. looks after it. But I think what he was saying is a bit similar to maybe what we see as well as when you interview a, a Dexter Kruger or when you interview a Ruth Frith or even... Um, Jan Smith, who doesn't have the cleanest diet but still does amazing things. A lot of the people that we've interviewed, Damo, they don't have the absolute cleanest diets. And when I say clean, they're not paleo or raw or vegan. They're not on these extreme diets. Yeah. And that's probably where I 
I do have some sympathy to the, the calories a calorie is a calorie because even though I still firmly believe that all calories leave, for want of a better term, an ash. Every calorie is like a cigarette. It's either a healthy one or an unhealthy one and it leaves an ash in the body which the body has to deal with. We still have to recognize or I suppose admit in many ways that there's people out there living wonderful lives that aren't on the paleo or raw or vegan or whatever diet you want to choose from list. That's true. And that was big for me because as people, listeners would know, and you know, MP, I'm a food guy. I'm into nutrition. And so I've been speaking for 20 years on the virtues of a healthy lifestyle and um, and good food and good nutrition, supplementation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, antioxidants, anti-aging, all that, all that stuff. And then the theme throughout all of the podcasts has been that diet isn't really that important. Mm. And that's been a really big learning for me. And, uh, and Wally, actually, he was the number one person that pushed my buttons in that regard. And, and I've loved that episode because of that, because he pushed my buttons. The other one, just uh, as I say this, as a bit of a flip side though, is we also have to, I suppose, just remind people that people are making massive shifts in their health through the changes in their nutrition. And one person that, that sparks a lot, and this is something that you and I, we both don't actually do in our own lifestyle, but Mimi Kirk is a 100% raw vegan. Yes. And she was vegetarian for a long time. And this is why I'm always saying different folks, different strokes. And we're both, I think, you know, and just tell me, I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm not uh, talking for you, Damo, but okay. different folks, different strokes. Tell me if you disagree with anything I'm about to say. Mimi was having, you know, a vegetarian diet for most of her life. And she just felt an urge, call it an inspiration, call it intuition, to actually go raw. Uh, she had been suffering from uh, a form of arthritis, and she changed her diet, and a lot, and it all went. She spoke about that in in our in the interview with us, and that's you know I think that that also has to be recognised as well is that if people are making shifts nutritionally, um, I just don't want people to ever think that nutrition is, you know, because people often go, well, Marcus, you know, you you both say that nutrition is not as important as we all think it is. It doesn't mean that it's not important full stop, which is what I think people often go, oh, well, I can just go and do whatever I want. Mm. There's massive shifts to be made with nutrition too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, we, we, you, we've looked at stuff and we did that interview, remember, with Margie Smith. And uh, not that it was yes. on 100 Out, but we did that. Uh, 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 webinar. Webinar. We did a webinar with Margie Smith and we spoke about epigenetic control and epigenetics and, and how food can trigger various diseases. But what we've learned is that it's the happiness. It, it almost seems like it's happiness and enjoyment and the, the life that you get out of your life as opposed to the years that you get out of your life that's, uh, that appears to be more important. Hey, do you remember Charles Eugster? Yeah, I do. Eugsy. He is uh, the retired. <laughs> I wonder if you'd like as if he called him Yuzi. <laughs> he had more like uh, verb vitality than most. I think he might be 95 now. He's definitely 95 now, actually. We really should get him back on again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, his TED Talks, one of the greatest TED Talks, uh, most popular TED Talks ever given. Yeah. But he was big on exercise and healthy eating. Like he was probably more, I suppose, he integrated more of what we learn on 100 Not Out than probably most others, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Big into nutrition, big into moving. He's the world's oldest, like oarsman, like rower. He does competition bodybuilding. He looks incredible. Yeah, he's he got in great guns. Shape, wasn't he? 
He cannons. He, oh, cannons galore. Yeah. And, and uh, Vane, like, he was like so into himself, wasn't he? Which was which he loved. Like he loved. As a form of accountability. Yeah. He said, like, okay. if I'm not in good shape, I'm not enjoying myself. You know. If I don't look in the mirror and go, wow, like you hunk of spunk, you're amazing human being. Yeah. And that's what you know. Having just done the wellness breakthrough, I don't even know if it was mentioned there, but when you go to an event like the breakthrough, you know, we'd often say, well, look yourself in the mirror. Can you look yourself in the mirror? And tell yourself, I love you. I think you're beautiful. I think you're an amazing. Oh no, Kim Morrison talks about this. You know, gets yeah, in front does. of the mirror and does a uh, daily rituals than the rest. Rubs and, herself all over. Rubs herself all over. Says all these beautiful things to herself. And I think that's what Charles was saying was his, you know, forced accountability. He wants to look at himself in the mirror, no matter what age he is, and go, "Mate, you're an incredible human being." Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's a couple. Like I remember in a like in a real in a sequence um, that. And I was at my at my home where I'm not living now, a different place. Um, and I interviewed in my home Don Riddington. Do you remember that? Oh, oh do Don, I ever? Yeah. And and then so that was such a great interview to hear from a man who at he was he 68 at that time. Yes, 68. 68. And he swam the English English Channel, and that was incredible because there's blokes that are half his age that couldn't get across there, and mm. um, and so it was really it was inspiring to hear that. And I thought, oh. And for a moment, I thought, "Yep, I'm going to get back into swimming." Well, only for a moment. And, uh, <laughs> but he was—he was amazing. But then we went, we flipped it, right? And so we've gone. That's a huge human endeavour. What a massive feat to swim across the English Channel. But then we spoke to Alan and Jeanette Murray, who did 365 oh, yeah. marathons. Right, 365—that's a marathon per day, barefoot, running around Australia, and but doing it raw. Like raw food, so yep. they were eating thirty or forty bananas or something, weren't they? Like it was yeah. thirty or forty bananas <laughs> each a day, and I was thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, that's serious rocket fuel in your gut." Like that's maybe rocket propulsion is yeah. what they were going to be doing. But when I met up with them, I met them up at the Raw Food Revolution, and they were inspiring people. They, you know, they just had this youthfulness about them and this life about them, and they just they just finished, I think, running three hundred and seventy marathons. They end up doing in the end. Yeah, this is incredible. And then I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm so glad. I love you bringing up all these guests because now I'm thinking, who else have we interviewed? Do you remember we interviewed Lavinia Petrie? She was 70 at the time. She's a world record holder for the fastest ever 100 Ks by a female in her age group. This was she was doing uh, the Australian Masters Games. We interviewed her down in Geelong. Yeah, and do you remember? That's right. She just just won the 8K cross country. That's right. And we said, "What did you eat after you won?" She said, "I actually went and got like a a cream puff." Or (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "I went." Oh, I've just, just been doing four and a half minute Ks and then yeah. bang, straight into a bun. I know. And, um, you know, I think, well, isn't everyone just so absolutely different? And then we had Heather Lee. Heather Lee was, uh, she just walks and walks and walks. And I think a big thing for Heather was that her husband died uh, was nearly 20 years ago. And his final words to her were, now is the time to show your mettle. That's and right. that was like yeah. the biggest driver for her. Now she's just like this super walker um holds um numerous records she's in her 80s and you know she reminds me a bit of sister madonna buddha yes you know sister madonna the iron nun who even though stuff happens like accidents and physical traumas and the rest they just get up and they just keep running or walking or riding or swimming um they seem to be it's like life's challenges seem to be like water off a duck's back and i don't know if that's an age thing demo i'm you know listen i think is that should 33-year-olds be able to, you know, do water for ducks back like 85 and 95-year-olds do or is that a learnt 
I think it's a learnt thing, mate. I think it's learnt. And the reason why I think it's learnt is because when you've had enough life experience, you start to see things from a different level. So it's like when you look at birds, when they start to learn to fly, they fly low level to the ground. They don't go up into the really high levels of the sky. But as a bird gets older and is more confident with its flying ability, it's up higher. So they're looking down from a higher point. And I reckon mm. as you get older, you're flying high and you're looking down on the world and you're going, you know what? It's actually not that important. It's not that big a deal. Whereas stuff charges us up. When we haven't had life experience, hasn't been enough knockbacks, hasn't been enough falls off the horse, all those sorts of things, you kind of think, oh, jeepers, what, how did that happen to me? Why, why did that happen to me? And, uh, and you take it so personally. But as you get older, like, things just don't appear to be as significant. So you can just keep on moving on. That's so wise. Oh, I could listen to you talk like that forever. <laughs> Melting like butter. Come I love on. No, because I was thinking when you were saying that, Damon, I was thinking, is it as we get older, we're floating, if you were religious and you believe in heaven, that you're floating closer and closer to heaven. And oh. as the higher you get, you get more perspective on life because you're seeing all the other things in other people's lives happening amongst everything else. Mm. And you go, and that gives you perspective. And you go, well, that's not as important as. I make it out to be. Um, so, no, I was in a trance when you were talking, Damon. That was beautiful. <laughs> you were zoned. You're in the zen. You were zoned out. Um, what about um, what I found in, to- in terms of trance and spookiness? Like, I was spooked out a bit listening to Bronnie Ware. And, oh, uh, and yeah. when she was speaking about, um, you know, the, the top five regrets of people dying, as they were dying, she asked people, you know, what are the top five things that, you know, you regret? And, uh, and I'll tell you what, that was a massive wake-up call for me because it put things into perspective as to about what was important in my life. And I remember um, actually speaking to you about this MP. We actually spoke about busyness and the art of... Oh, the uh, humble of, brag. The humble brag, right? And, mm-hmm. and Bronnie kind of brought that to the forefront in me because not that I was aware of it before and, and even probably even not long after, well, actually for some time after Bronnie um, raised that, I kind of thought, yeah, something's not right in my life, but I couldn't really put my finger on it until I actually ended up re- you know, reading that uh, that book from Peter McEwen about the humble brag. Um, essentialism, right? So, But what Bronnie did say was essentially that it, it brought home was that these regrets were all about time spent with loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I didn't spend enough time with my friends, enough time with my family. Yeah. Didn't live my life on my own terms. But yeah, have a listen to that episode. I think it's in the 40s somewhere. Yeah, uh, but just um, if you just click on the uh, on the magnifying glass on the wellnesscouch.com, type in yeah, Bronnie Ware, you'll find it. Becomes, but you know what? Talking about you know digging deep, demo. Yeah, we were probably held to account most. Yes, by the great Trevor Hendy. Wasn't he great? We did two episodes, almost three, because we almost did a return with Trev. Yeah, um, that just had us spellbound. Oh, didn't it? And I, it really rung a bell with me because I'd just come off doing Mindful in May and um, I remember that. And so I'd done Mindful in May. I thought that was really cool, like just spending one minute of mindfulness or having one minute of mindfulness and then 10 minutes of mindfulness, you know, just really trying to be, you know, purposeful about what I was doing. And I really enjoyed that. That was a great experience for me. Um, and then when Trev came on and he spoke about, the, you know, the whole mindfulness thing as well, it came at a really you know, I suppose poignant time for me about trying to quieten my life down because things are pretty hectic at that time. I don't know if you recall, but I things do are recall. really hectic. And then the crescendo to that was that things actually, it was, there was a straw that broke the camel's back in and around that same time as I was doing Trev's course. And, uh, and you I, hurt I, yourself, didn't you? I did. I blew a disc in my back. And so that 
and, and that was all around a whole lot of emotional stuff that was taking place at the time, right? So for me, having that ability to have learned from the great Trevor Hendy about the importance of seeing what's around you and, and not being stuck in the minutia of what's actually right there, right now, and, and then exploring and seeing what goes beyond the horizon, that was really important for me. Yeah, he's, it's that whole uh, level of... Um, we haven't gone down the rabbit hole that much on 100 Not Out, have we? Like we? But when we do demo, it's great stuff. Trevor Hendy, Bronnie Ware, we've just interviewed Karen Smith. I'm sure there's been more where we've really um, dug deep. But I think, you know, like you say, for ourselves also is a great check-in. But, you know, for ourselves and then for everyone listening, I really hope that they've found um, really, I suppose, just a, a new level of meaning um, in life's events through some of those deeper interviews that we've gone on. But there's so many interviews that we haven't uh, mentioned on this podcast, Damo. But, you know, on behalf of you and I, I'd like to thank every single person that's been a part of this. I'd like to thank every single listener it's been of the past. It's been a part of the uh, first 99 episodes. And bring on 100 not out, Damo. Yeah, I know. Bring that Woo-hoo! on. How good is that going to be? Special announcement on the 100th episode. There might be a few special announcements on episode 100 of 100 not out. But uh, thanks for <laughs> looking back, Damo. We'll never yeah. do that again. No. Um, <laughs> we'll we never might. Make the cr- we might, actually. But we'll never do the cricketer's <laughs> worst nightmare and bask in the glory of, of 99. Um, as uh, was it Mitch Marsh or Sean Marsh did that when he was going for the quick single and got run out um, not too long ago but um, anyway thank you so much to everyone that's been involved in 99 look forward to 100 Not Out on the next episode remember folks we'd love to hear your feedback what's been your favourite episode in the first 99 what have you enjoyed what have you learned about yourself what questions have come up feel free to pop that on the Facebook page or in the comments at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out also remember subscribe to this podcast on itunes and check out the entire range of wellness couch podcasts available including the number one show the wellness guys so until next week as always continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.